Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. The Maid is a new play by Kiwi playwright Emily Perkins that Auckland Theatre Company brings to the stage mid-September 2022. It's about a scientist played by veteran actor Alison Bruce who creates synthetic human beings with artificial intelligence. The play explores many questions, in particular, can a robot with AI develop real emotions? Alison Bruce took time out of rehearsal to discuss this very interesting new play with me. Alison Bruce, lovely uh, to sit down with you and talk about your new play, The Maid. Yeah, lovely to be sitting with you, Andrew, actually. <laughs> it's always really easy and nice. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So uh, I hadn't heard of this play, so tell me what it's about. Well, it's a new play, which will be why you haven't heard of it. So it's um, Emily Perkins' new show. Ostensibly, it's about the development of um, emotional artificial intelligence which seems like a bit of an oxymoron actually (laughs) but there is a whole conversation at the moment around it like google's um robot um somebody there claiming that it was sentient and and having watched a bit of stuff you look at some of it and go there's just that little bit where it's not quite right but i did watch one where it took me until the second question to realize that it was a robot so ostensibly it's kind of about that but it's also um, Alice's story through it, who is the woman that I play. She's a roboticist, which I'd never heard of before, um, you know, a robot scientist. Um, she's trying to create these emotional, emotionally intelligent robots who have true empathy. But the irony is that, of course, she is emotionally pretty hopeless <laughs> in terms of her relationships with everybody around her and also so passionate about her work that everything else falls away and falls apart um she's also right in the heat of menopause which is always shows up (laughs) at the worst times um there's lots of that conversation going on through the show as well so an interesting deep character yeah with many layers yes definitely and actually i'm really noticing that now we're running the show because um i'm realized when i get to like when the train stops at half time you go oh, I got to here because of what happened there and what happened there. And you start to build all these layers and then you jump on board for the second half, which becomes quite anarchic at times. So it's really, it's really, it's a comedy. And honestly, Bronwyn Bradley, <laughs> well, I think only because we've done scene 10 so many times, we can now look at her. But actually the first few times we, we just couldn't be in the same space without everybody <laughs> just falling apart. So... Lots of comedy. All the characters are really interesting, actually. Mm. The women I get come off better than the men, I reckon. Yeah. But I think you know we're, we've got um, we've got a bit in the bank, so that's all right. <laughs> and um, but it seems to be the time for that now in in um, in theatre and in television, mm. challenging what have been stereotypes or power structures and so on. It Absolutely. seems to be a time and- sort of under that diversity quote unquote mm. umbrella. The scales are being tipped. And rightly so. Absolutely. Yeah, so for many, many, many um, groups in society in the world and are now getting to have a go at last. So what excited you when you when you got the script? And I guess what challenged you too? Um, I'm excited by how diverse the role is in terms of she covers a lot of ground, which is always exciting, but just, you know, purely selfishly as an actor, you get to go, oh, well, I get to um, be tender, I get to be pretty insane at times, I get to be incredibly intelligent, I get to be caring, I get to be funny, you know, so I get to play in all those areas. 
Oh, what's challenging is I find the opening of the play quite challenging. Mm. Without a spoiler alert. Without a spoiler, what? just because I have to hold that bit. And I just want to make it always, I think all actors, you just want to make it real. Yeah, but it also yeah. has to be heightened. Well, lots of it's challenging, but in a way that is achievable, I think. Yeah. I worry about not being funny, but I think I should not be worrying about that because I think the structure of the play does a lot of that work. And as soon as you start trying to be funny, you're very unfunny, I think. So, yeah, <laughs> it can be. It can can be. be yeah. yeah. Are, are you the kind of um, actor who uh, lets the role inhabit you, or do you inhabit you? Uh, mm. What's your relationship, I guess, to the role, is, is what I'm asking? Well, I think a role always inhabits a little bit of you because, yeah. you know, it's that thing that your being doesn't know that it's not you really <laughs> yeah, yeah, when yeah. it's doing all the stuff. So I think it always bleeds in a little bit. I don't think I'm not, yeah, I'm not like methody and that I mm. take it on and consciously in that way but you need to understand this character and you yeah. need to have some empathy empathy for them even if maybe you don't like them you oh, still have absolutely. to have you connect to them yeah you're, you're so right it's that thing of how why do why do I behave in this way because people behave in ways that they believe in absolutely so even if you uh, um, objectively <laughs> think that behavior is insane and the worst path to take you have to find out why and believe in um, believe in the truth of your character which makes you really like them. But Alice is easy because she's, there's so, you know, middle-aged women, it's such a, I think that it's quite a loaded phrase that brings with it a whole lot of um, quite negative... And baggage. Baggage, I reckon. And baggage, yeah. So, but actually, we're pretty interesting now because there's a whole lot of baggage that we have dropped and now we're much freer to actually be Mm. in our full selves. So... um, I feel like Alice is quite liberating and Mm. in that way not so far from myself and that the things that she's doing, they might manifest differently, but actually her issues are pretty much the same as mine and all my mates. You know, how do you manage family, work, your passion, your relationship, your body, your, you know, everything. And I think generally, do you reach a point in life where you think, oh, fuck that, I'm sick of trying to please Oh, my God, absolutely. And so is this in this place? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Eventually, which is great. (laughs) Eventually, which is great. And I think it's, I feel like it's a real parallel for me now of getting to that point of going, at what point do you say no? Mm. You know, and I think it's really hard to break those patterns for Mm. anybody, Mm. and mean not just for women, for anybody to break your lifetime's patterns. But yes, I think that's absolutely on the money. Yeah. The other thing too about breaking patterns is also the expectation that once you reach a certain age, you are now this type of person. <sighs> and particularly, I mean, if you think about theatre and television oh and my film, God, yes. it's oh well, you you have to play the mother or the grandmother yeah. or the whatever. Yeah. So and you start playing grandmothers at about forty. Oh God, really? Yeah. yeah. As women, I don't know what it is for men, but yeah. definitely. So it so it is liberating for you then. Oh really? And actually now more and more. Great roles are being written for middle-aged women as well. I need to find a different phrase. That's a pretty awful phrase. Uh, what about life-empowered women? Life-empowered. For life-empowered... That's great. Life-empowered women. We've okay. coined something. Yeah, so lots more great roles are being written for us, which is yeah. fantastic. People are recognising that um, their stories and who we are is not just old grannies who look back on a life they once had, actually. We've got really fucking exciting stuff going on. And they're also interesting. This is what annoys me about the old car, um, cookie car, uh, cooker. Yeah, yeah. Can't even speak today. Cutter? Yeah. The You're upset. Cutter. The Queen has left us. I know. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to cry if we carry you on can. talking. You yeah. can. I feel for safe. It's okay to cry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Well, there was a, there's a, an example of a woman. Yeah. 
a who actually woman. led her own path. She, mm. Yes, she followed convention to a degree. She had to. She, mm. But she was definitely a power in her own right as, a, as an individual. Definitely. She, were, she changed the way the monarchy behaved and was perceived. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and I she think did she her did. duty yes, she, for 70 years. Uh, yeah. yeah. Pretty extraordinary, actually. At, I'm sure at great cost to her own mm. personal life. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And and that everybody has an, around the world, everyone has an opinion on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no matter Fresh where you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, Alice, do you like her as a character? Yeah, I love her. I yeah. really love her. Let's dig She's into exhausting. That What's the exhaustion from? What, 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 I what? can't figure it out. It makes no sense to me. She never, she's on all the time. And she mm. goes through such a spectrum of emotions. And most of the time, she's frustrated trying to deal with <laughs> what she perceives as other people's kind mm. of shit getting in her way. But actually, a lot of it's her own making. But she is also actually in a position where, because she's a woman, it's the classic harder for her to make her way. Um, I think she's ex- exhausting because she's in that zone a lot until right. she gets her blowout of just why, why can't, you know, everywhere she turns, something happens that right. she has to then fight back against. But I, I love it. Do you feel responsibility around all of this? I mean, I guess, I guess you do I as a I feel responsibility to honour what Emily's written. Mm. So I don't feel like a greater responsibility to representing women you know, who are in this stage of life or are women in science or anything specific. But I feel a responsibility to do the best I can. Yeah. But but you're taking on a persona. You're taking on a character. So mm. there's a responsibility in perhaps, I mean, I don't know, I'm not an actor, but yeah. is, there a, is there a responsibility to this mythical, fictional person? Yes. I think there always is. Yeah. Because also, you know, you know, actors, when we talk about um, characters, they're real people. Mm. We talk about them like they are real. We talk about, oh, well, that's why they're behaving like this. Yeah. Or, well, what would they do then? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, would they, why do they do... You know, we talk about them as if they're real. So... No, go on. Oh, we have a huge responsibility to fill fill that page up that we mm. get our character from with spirit and life, a life force. Yeah. So when you're on stage, even even in the rehearsal room, mm. and you are inhabiting her, mm. do you feel her, or is it I'm going through, I'm delivering lines, I'm emoting here, mm. or, or is it something? Because I'm wondering about this 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 exhaustion. Maybe I, I'm curious. Mm. I mean, is it that? In evoking something, it's someone who represents where you are in life to a degree. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, interesting. Is, is there? Are you? Are you feeling something? Are you feeling I, when you're emo- when you're producing her? I think it's a real blend of, of those things. Actually, I think there are certain points where definitely I feel really present emotionally yeah. to what's happening, and other times where I make technical choices. You know, and I think we all do that. But maybe that's right because much of her journey is parallel. Yeah. with mine actually and you know she has a thing she says at the end of the play and I go actually it's so that's how we feel man we feel like that and actually you know I won't say what it is but you know acknowledging something I find it really moving at the time yeah, when I'm doing it yeah. and, and a lot of that is that she is finally being so in her own power yeah. and going actually this is how I feel about this yeah, it's yeah. So I guess in those times I feel really inhabited by it. It's hard to know, isn't it? I wonder if it's like that magic where sometimes you come off stage and you go, "Fuck, that was an amazing, amazing <laughs> yeah. show." It was like something. It's like something else descends. Hmm. That's the magic, and that's why we do it. Yeah, I think for those moments. 
it's a it's a really interesting balance, isn't it? And as a, a, sitting in an audience, you can you can often tell that. Yes. You can tell when somebody uh, is having a moment. Yeah. It must be that must be quite a challenging moment for an actor, though. It's like you've got to you've got to balance out the getting that right, but not letting it tip over so that it actually literally tips you over. Yeah, it's that uh, somehow being in, inhabiting it, but also being the observer. Somehow yeah. they have to stand together. Yeah, but we can do that in our own lives, don't we? When well, we, can it, it, when we have those moments of zen, when you think you're feeling something, but almost part of your brain steps back and observes it. It's Yes, it's that's quite fascinating, isn't it? Yes, it is, and I think it's a really good practice. Yeah, mindfulness. <laughs> mindfulness. Yes, I'm in my mindfulness journey at the moment. Very late to it, but I'm, God, I'm loving it, finding it yeah. really helpful around all this sort of stuff. Actually, are, are there deliberate things you're doing around mindfulness? Yes, I'm doing a course. Actually. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> an yeah. online course free, which yeah. my sister-in-law flicked at me, going, "Hey, I've found this really great. Have a look." And I think she's abandoned it, but I've stuck to it. You know, like, I've got that real, like, I will finish something. I will be mindful. I will be mindful. But actually, I'm loving it. But that thing about, you know, feelings and being able to just mm. sit slight, just have a look at it mm. without fighting with it is really exciting, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It's quite eye-opening, too. Um I think for the the moments when I've succeeded at that, and it's mm. you know, then it was few and far between at times. Yeah. But it does give you a calmness and a sense that oh, why am I reacting this way, or what's that about? That's um, yeah, it's quite profound, isn't it? Yeah. And I also really like that. So I know we're getting off topic, That's but right. I also really like that. Just noticing that is enough. It's mm. all right to mm-hmm. completely blow it and see yeah. that you do. Really learning that you're not trying to get it right. I find that a huge lesson, you know, because I don't know, I think most people, well, I don't know, a lot of people want to get things right. So it's quite a good unlearning. Do you think because you're, you're, the the subject of the matter is um, artificial intelligence yes. and whether um, machines can think and feel, has it caused you to question about humanity or whether these things are possible and how we might deal with that at all? Has it brought up those kinds of discussions for you? Yes. Can they really, will they ever be able to really feel? Mm. I think that's a bigger question in terms of what what does that mean? Uh, interesting, um, Alice talks about at one point, you know, there are one school around emotions is that there are inherent reactions to conditions and others is, is that they are culturally constructed, which is mm. probably like AI, more like AI. She talks about it being a combination of them. But um, as far as I can see, not really knowing anything, but from the little bits of research I've done, making emotionally intelligent, seemingly emotionally intelligent AI is about it gathering so much information that it can thread together things that are believable responses or true, mm. true responses mm. in those situations. But whether they feel, but that's what this play yeah, is about. And, yeah. uh, you know, what is what happens when a machine begins to feel and be autonomous in an emotional way and how um, at times they feel like they can combust because there's so much, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it shows up, you know, what is it to be a feeling being? Exactly. It's mental. You know, there is so much going on all the time that we're accustomed to. But when it's new, when you're you're just (laughs) learning about it, it must feel like being on fire. And the other thing, if you think about a human life, we are exploring our emotions right from birth with our parents guiding us and with family guiding us. Mm. And uh, at times having to control those emotions because of that, because we know that if we just let them go, 
particularly the negative mm. ones, it's going to it's going to mm. end badly. Well, I think Alice is like a mother to these robots. Yeah. You know, she is. She it is like uh, that's just my take. No one else has said that, but I think she is like the mother. She's like God and the mother. She's made them, mm. and so also she can't help but be attached to them, even yeah, though they are machines. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she does feel very emotionally connected to them, which means she has some really hard decisions to make as well around them. Well, it sounds like a really interesting, exciting premise, and I can see from the smile on your face that you're enjoying it. Yeah, we're having a great time. Really, I'm really loving it, really enjoying it. Um, well, Alison, thank you so much for taking time out of your rehearsals um, to talk to me, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Awesome. Thanks, Andrew. It's always a real treat. That was Alison Bruce discussing the fascinating new play, The Maid, that opens in Auckland on the 20th of September 2022. Now, on my website, you'll find plenty of interviews, reviews, and lots of my opinion. I cover the arts and entertainment industry and the LGBTQ communities. All of that on andrewwhiteside.com. While there, you can sign up for my regular newsletters, and if you want to support my journalism, you can do so by buying me a coffee. Links to that are also on the website. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.